Here at Gays Talking Straight, we care about your overall health and well-being. We are not medical experts or healthcare professionals. Nothing we say should be construed as medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your health or well-being, please contact your healthcare provider. Welcome to Gays Talking Straight. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. I'm here with Jennifer Starling. We met back in January of 2019. And at that point, you were someone else, a different name, a different look. I, I knew you as someone else. And over the period of time, you've grown and I've grown. And I would love to hear you tell us about that period of your life that brought you here tonight. Sure. So one of the, um, the main thing is I'm a trans woman and didn't figure that out until around October of 2019. And one of the, honestly, one of the blessings that I've had is um, people around me being accepting of that and encouraging me to work on myself and gain more understanding of who I am without um, as much judgment as a lot of people have gone through. And so, um, personally, I didn't have as much of a, um, I guess, closeted phase. Uh, it was, I, I was very upfront with my family of the fact that I'm figuring things out. And, uh, once I realized that that was a thing that I needed to figure out, because one of the biggest hurdles that I had was even understanding the, the fact that it needed to be, um, that it was something that I was struggling with because um, it, it never had occurred to me previously that gender identity was something that might not match up with how I had been, I had assumed to be. Well, let, let's, let's back up a little bit. When we first met, mm -hmm. um, there were things that you didn't want to tell me. So mm -hmm. I made, I made certain assumptions. So mm -hmm. I assumed that you were a gay man. And even at that point, that wasn't true, but yeah. you weren't comfortable at that point telling me that my assumption was false. Yeah. Um, some of the first conversations that we had, um, we had had discussions about men who um, identify as bisexual, but really um, only see uh, men as, some, uh, as sex objects rather than as being attracted to men as a whole being. And so, um, because of that, it sort of, uh, I had made the assumption that if I had, I, I didn't correct you in that, in that assuming that I was a gay man. And so I wasn't, um, that sort of put me off the, but, but at that point mm -hmm. you identified as bi, yes. but you let me talk about the assumption of you being gay. Yes. And part of that was based on things that I said, yes. you know, my own, my own perspectives, my own biases might be mm -hmm. one way to put it that, you know, I have only known a very small number of men that identify as bisexual and by that they mean they would be unable to form an intimate romantic relationship with a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. Whereas I know a great many men who identify as straight that are happy to have sex with men. And I know 
gay men who have had successful relationships with women and identified as straight and maybe have gone through a period of adjustment where they looked at themselves as bi, but ultimately realized what they are as gay and it took them a while to get to that expression. Yeah. And I'm not always polite about the way that I phrase that. And so mm -hmm. first of all, I'd like to say, I apologize. I'm sorry that I created a space for you where you couldn't be honest with me. And I hope you'll accept my apology. I forgive you. And I'm glad that we can have a space of, um, of a good communication with this. And I'm glad that I felt comfortable to tell you all of this as well and to have this conversation right now. I've, I've been on hormones for about nine months since, um, November and one of the jokes in the support group that I'm in was that I'm speed running because <laughs> I came out on October 11th, which was National Coming Out Day because I didn't want to miss that holiday and then ended up getting an appointment as soon as I could for um, hormone replacement therapy. To well, and I mean, you're good at this. You do your research, you find out stuff and then you act. I didn't I guess, bother expressing it because I'm six foot three. What am I? I'm going to look like a ridiculous if I try and go in small steps. And so it was that sort of, um, I, I guess, utilitarian approach that there are certain advantages to the way that I did things. And I acknowledge that, but it wasn't who I am. There was some times, you know, so you, you had this revelation. Mm -hmm. You had an awareness of something that had been there for you and maybe just didn't know how to language it or just suppressed by what society expectation. What was I, it like you were trapped? Yeah. Um, one of the real difficulties that I struggled with is that I am sort of a people pleasing person. And so I want other people to be happy. And one of the biggest challenges for me is that when someone thinks that they know something and you fundamentally challenge that, then that can get a very negative reaction. And so it, because it's difficult for people to grapple with that and with being trans, that's one of the most fundamental things that someone thinks that they know about someone. And so one of the automatic is like the first automatic assumptions that someone will make is, okay, so which of these two boxes do you fit in? You boy, girl, and also other. And so people will automatically try and put you into one of these two boxes. And when they get something that basic wrong, then it's, it's difficult for them to cope sometimes. So for me, it's, I didn't exactly want to upset people in that way at first, okay. but so, you know, born a boy, raised a boy, experiencing life as a boy, but something wasn't right for you. But that didn't matter a lot of the time because well, it had to come I, I to put, matter at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, people-pleasing got that. But at some point, that had become uncomfortable enough that you had awareness yourself 
Yeah. When when was that for you? I think that started um, honestly around um, a couple months before we met, where um, the the reason that it hadn't I hadn't been aware of it is because I never really put my needs first. And so it was coming to be aware that something isn't right and I actually do need to act on it to better myself was something that was, that that only came in like very late 2018 and something that I've been working on since. I think, you know, you, you know, your family has come to be more accepting. Um, mm-hmm. You filed for the legal name change. Yeah. Um, you've met somebody wonderful mm-hmm. that's in your life. And yeah. I think there's, yeah, you're, you're engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so thrilled for you. Thank you. You know, I met this, this awkward young man with this brilliant mind, and I've had the privilege of watching you blossom. Thank you. It really, it, it's a privilege. And it's been such a, a wonderful opportunity for me to grow and learn. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful. And, you know, you've been on this journey of coming to accept yourself and quietly but firmly demanding of the world around you that they do that with you. Um, and I, I, I mean, I know some of the phone calls we had where it wasn't so quiet, <laughs> yeah. but then, you know, you have to go in and be in the world. And uh, I feel like I've learned so much from you in this experience. Thank you that I I genuinely feel like you coming to accept who you are and love who you are has helped me be better able to deal with my own life, what what my life is about at this point. And I think there's, you know, that's, that's a theme for us here at Gay Stalking Straight. You have to be able to love yourself for who you are. Society's messages can be cruel. Family can be cruel. But you gotta, you gotta be able to look in the mirror and love who you are. Yeah, and that's one of the um, things that I had said to you before that there's always an assumption that people will make about you that when you're born, people will automatically assume you're straight until proven otherwise, and so you have to come out to people again and again. And I know one um, one gay man who's engaged right now, and so he calls his fiance his husband, even though they're not technically married yet, because if he says fiance, people will assume he's marrying a woman. And so yeah, it's hard to pronounce the difference in the spelling. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I get it. Coming out um, for a gay person. Coming out is a never-ending. You may get better at it, it may get easier, it may become more obvious, but there's always going to be the circumstance of, no, your assumption is wrong. Mm-hmm. I can't really speak to your experience as a trans woman, but yeah. I, I hope 
that at least that part of it becomes just so normal that the world sees you as the beautiful woman that I see you as. Well, that's one of the um, concepts in the trans community as passing, as um, going unnoticed as your um, as your gender. And so, have you had that experience? So, almost, okay. <laughs> um, but that's one of the things that's also difficult, especially for trans women of color that can be deadly, that is getting clocked, that is um, having someone who you were previously passing to realize that you're trans. Mm -hmm. And there's been people reacting very violently um, to that. Yeah. And so that's one difficulty. Well, I am very grateful for you coming and sharing this part of your story. Thank you. I'm, I'm grateful to know you. Yeah. And I look forward to being a part of your journey as it continues. Um, I'm honored that you've trusted me for the last year and a half. And it's, it's truly a privilege to know you. Glad to have you too. What do you want to tell our audience? I'd honestly say that it's it's difficult to challenge other people's assumptions about you, but the bottom line is you have to live your life, and you're one of the only constants in that. And well, how about? If you don't challenge people's assumptions about you that are wrong, who's going to do it? Yeah. Well, thank you for challenging my assumptions. Special thanks to our guest, Jennifer Starling. You can find our videos at www.youtube.com slash gays talking straight. That's STR number eight. Gays Talking Straight is recorded at Timaqua in Orlando, Florida, www.timacua.com, Timaqua, where they've been making art since 2000. Our executive producer is Judy Wallace, directed by Raphael Pignon, video and audio by Benoit Glazer, who also wrote and performed our theme music. Video editing by Finn Starling. I'm your host, Richard Lamberti. Thank you for being a part of Gays Talking Straight.